WNST, Jackson Baltimore and Baltimore Positive. I shaved for this one, so you know this one's going to be big. Um, there's purple smoke billowing out of the castle in Owings Mills. Uh, we're going to be getting the Maryland Crab Cake Tour back out on the road. I can't wait. I'm, I'm putting together a pretty aggressive schedule into April and May because I need some crab cakes and I need some oysters and I need some things and I need some conversations and I need some politics and I need some spring in my life. The spring in my step, the Maryland Lottery, the instant scratch-offs. It's old school. It's 50th anniversary. I'll be giving these out. You can also get these really cool like $50 ones and a Apparently they're selling the heck out of them, but it's five million dollars. You can win five. There's, there's. Uh, so John Martin's been telling me about that. Also, our friends at Goodwill. Uh, I've got my. Is this a Shannon Sharp hat or a, or a Tony Saragusa hat? I'm not sure, Luke. I think a goose when I get the floppy hat that's of this color. Now, if it's orange, of course, I think of beer in summer. Um, um, but Window Nation eight six six. 90 nation, a way to get them. You buy two, you get two free. Twenty four months, zero percent financing. Luke Jones joins us now. And you know Luke, and I know Luke, and we've all waited for whatever this is because we don't have a solution, but we have some sort of resolution. Um, d- dude, uh, you know, it, never bet against or on Eric DaCosta or try to figure out or read tea leaves as to how this is. I'm utterly convinced now they're going to give him $250 million he's going to play. I, I don't know what to think at this point, Luke. Yeah, and I think that's something that I've tried to drive home a lot in our discussions where – I feel like there's been so many people that have been convinced about something, right? Whether there were all these teams that were going to give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed deal, whether the Ravens were lowballing them, whether Lamar was doing this or that. or And I think the, the, the theme of this entire saga has been the unknown, right? I mean, how much of it has been what happened two years ago, long before the Deshaun Watson deal? was kind of that the inflection point of this process uh, we all presume uh so you know we we come to a head as far as the franchise tag deadline uh, i had talked about this with you even going back to january even though I, it wasn't my prediction and i thought the ravens would indeed give him the exclusive franchise tag uh, i said back in january the question that so many people were missing throughout this decision as far as which tag to use is what do the Baltimore Ravens want to accomplish from this? We know what Lamar Jackson wants. What do the Baltimore Ravens want? And, and I think the question always was, are you looking to deal them? And, and if that's the case, you probably are looking at least, you know, uh, where they were weeks ago, looking at the exclusive tag. Because By you the have way, all- I'm taking box A. So I, I am in the camp that – Are you still in that camp? On. They want to move on. They want to maximize value. Okay. I think the internet thought, oh, my God, they're going to get Herschel Walker. They're going to get Ricky Williams. They're going to get three. No, I don't think you and I ever thought that. And certainly not. This is not an accomplished quarterback in that way where it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, guys that have, like, and I know you'll nod. So he's an MVP. You'll go through all that. He has He is. At the end of the year, though. And that would be a knock on anyone. It just would. It just would. If you haven't played at the end of your season, the last two seasons, and you want to set records for your quarterback deal – you know, in most cases, if this isn't Lamar Jackson and Steve Bashotti and Deshaun, if this were just Team X and Team Y over the last 30 years and the guy's been injured, you'd say, dude, I love you and I'll over take care of you a little bit. But you got to come play. You got to come play in order for me to give you a five year deal. It's different with Lamar with his legs and his value and saying, what's the 26th year of his life going to be versus the 31st year of his life in regard to quarterbacking, in regard to tread on the tire of a guy that unprecedentedly runs into, into linebackers. 
that has always made me squeamish. It would make me squeamish if my job depended upon it. And and the wild thing that you and I didn't have on our punch card, but we should because we know better, right? What if the owners just colluded and Steve got together and dropped the dime on Arthur Blank and they all just said, we're just all going to agree not to give this kid 300. I mean, because he's missed games, because I remember Bashadi losing his mind with Sam Bradford, right? The guaranteed money that those cats were getting to walk into the campus was crippling. And I remember Steve talking about it. Steve had no, no dog in the hunt. He wasn't a number one overall pick kind of guy that was going to get stuck on that. But I think it was in their room 10 years ago. This was back when Steve used to meet with the media, get together. I have him talking to gaggles, you know, back of the podium about all of this kind of stuff in regard to um, suppressing salaries or organizing things in a way that was more uh, distributive to deeds and accomplishments versus you're a number one overall and we're just going to give you a hundred million dollars to walk in the door. Right. So somewhere in between here and Luke, we can big ticket this in any way you want, even to your point with Roquan Smith, but this is the biggest, the big, 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 big tickets and the NFL's involved in this. And to some degree, there's been some damage of Lamar's reputation Twitter, the sign, negotiating for like all of that, that would be anti Lamar. But then there's the, Hey, look, he's the best quarterback on the market. They were spending $50 million a year on all the rest of these cats. Why is he being given this bad treatment? And it, it, dude, it's, it's Colin Kaepernick all over again, but a little different. You know what I mean? It's what is the value of him? And I see it. You don't see it. And well, we don't see it. And we don't need a quarterback that bad in, in, in the NFC South. (laughs) You know, so I think the first couple of hours were very telling in regard to owners putting their PR out, every Ravens, Chad Steele, every PR person putting their thing out, and then the internet going mad. And at some point, there's going to be a settling of, he's a really good quarterback. Somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. I think the Ravens, I I will take box A. So that's where I am on this. I see. I, I'm I'm the exact opposite. I I'm more confident now that he's going to stay a Raven because everything you just said. Why wouldn't the Ra- Why would the Ravens relinquish control about where he's going to go? Because now you and look your point about potential collusion and look is is the NFLPA going to be able to prove anything? No, I don't think there's if any way they're going to. Nobody bids. <laughs> if nobody bids on Lamar Jackson, the Ra- <laughs> then the Ravens write the number down and whatever the number is, that's the number, kid. You, you know what I mean? Like, this is uh, filthy. I mean, to some degree. If nobody bids on him, it's filthy. It's Kaepernicky. If if well, if there aren't five teams in on Lamar Jackson and he's available, but then again... At the same time, you've spent so much time saying why you wouldn't sign him and why the Ravens should move on from him. So if you're saying that, then... I think he's a high-risk proposition for anybody. And I like the kid. I'm not, like, I'm fine, but he's one linebacker away, and they all are, right? I mean, we can go back to DeMar Hamlin and everything back to Stingley, right? Like, I get that. But, and I'm not even against guaranteed money for guys that play this, do this job. I would be the lobbyist. Say, I've seen the guys with CT. I've spent the week. By the way, it's Brain Injury Awareness Month, Luke. I want to put that in in here. We had a great conversation locally about concussions and about. And so I'm not anti Lamar. I just think every Bashadi doesn't want to pay him. Every Harbaugh and DaCosta have to say to themselves, 
if I bring him in here and he gets hurt, I'm losing my job. Now, you could probably say that about any quarterback, but we're going to lose a lot of games if we're going to. And are we currently equipped to bring him in and and run that game and do it quickly, quick enough for me to keep my job? You keep going back to the egos of these men, which I've been studying a lot lately, Luke. Um, and they all want to keep their job. And one thing about the Costa and Harbaugh is they have jobs for life in the public perception and in the maybe in the reality world, right? So they're not afraid of moving on. And I think they've seen the experiment on the inside and they were willing to pay X amount for it. And I have no information on that. I mean, none, but I don't think they should give him away for a 23rd pick in the draft and a 28th pick in the draft. And he goes and makes another place better like Atlanta in a bad division. And like, Eric's not dumb. But I don't think there are there's there's nobody that wants to give him two hundred thirty million dollars, and that's not a reflection upon Steve. I think that's a reflection upon all of them for all of the collusive, awful, and reasons that you know we won't want to talk about here. Uh, and the NFL PA wants to scream about right. There's all of that that the calluses that, that Dennis talks about at Coons Ford, right? There's all of that that bakes into this that makes this really caustic. And to your point, if he gets stuck here man they're gonna have some splaining to do well i mean or it it becomes lamar jackson sees that there isn't that team out there that's going to give him deshaun watson fully guaranteed money and he comes back to to the ravens and and says well maybe maybe you guys were right and maybe you do value me the most Uh, i mean i i guess for me because you know you're you've always you know over the last couple months you've been much more on the train of thought of the Ravens trading him. Uh, and I'm just at this point, if there isn't a market for him, I think he's, yeah. And well, that makes me dead wrong. And if well, nobody well, in the league wants him, that, that, well, and that's, that's what's, but, what the but that's what's, but that's right? what it's, cr- and what the league thought and what the NFL PA and all these people thought. But that's what's crazy. If no one wants him, that's, that's when you look at this and say, come on, this doesn't smell right. Now, any single team, and we talk about this all that, you know, this has been talked about with head coach hiring practices, executive hiring practices, you know, any individual team with any individual candidate or, or individual quarterback in this case, and in this case, a very unique quarterback for many of the reasons that you stated. Uh, I have a higher opinion of Lamar Jackson than you do, I, I think. I think that's pretty evident in how we've talked about this, but I fully acknowledge elements that are a significant risk, especially now on the heels of a second straight year where he hasn't been healthy to, to finish a season. But you can go through the list and find individual teams where you say, okay, that doesn't, you know, that, that, that makes sense. That's a, a, that's defense. You know, you can defend that position, but when you have so many teams coming out so quickly and let's be clear, just because team A, B, C, and D say on March 7th, that they're not interested in Lamar Jackson, that doesn't actually mean that's going to be the case next week or the week after that. I mean, look at the Cleveland Browns. They were out on Deshaun Watson until ownership stepped in. And let's be clear about this. This isn't an Eric DaCosta decision. This is not a general manager manager decision for any of these teams. Well, this would go across sports to say, like, how Manny Machado wound up in San Diego and the sweepstakes with Korea in the offseason, right? And where any superstar would go everybody's going to shut their mouth and try to deflate the value because the falcons want to get get him for less right in, in in less money and less draft like in general and if the ravens are done with them 
then they'll just we're gonna find out. I mean, I always say that. Like people sure. are, hey, who's Eric gonna draft? Who's we're gonna find out. Well, I mean, we're gonna find out in the next six or seven weeks because if he's back, then they really did love him a lot more than it certainly felt in December when John's holding those press conferences, doing the you know the scarecrow thing, and he's not on the sideline in Cincinnati. Like if if this was bargaining all along, I. I just don't think Steve Bashotti bargains that way. And I, I would just be shocked. And I would think that the him being his agent thing, Dennis even said this the other day, which I thought was wisdom. He's like, they'll never draft a quarterback without an agent in the first round again because it's just too difficult. It's just, and especially because this kid blossomed. This kid's a flower. This kid's a rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I, it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate all the way around. And I do think, I still and I didn't make this wager, and I should have, because I can do it legally now at Perryville on my barstool. Yeah, I can do all of that. But if I would have wagered, I felt very strongly on Monday that he'd wind up in another uniform. I never thought that they'd be colluding. I, who is the media guy that's been kicked out to think that they would ever collude and the Colin Kaepernick thing would pop in that in the end they want to fight the union? In the end – in the end, they want to beat the Players Association and to kind of always that's that's the that's the Garden of Eden for them. That's the original sin for them. Right. So. I guess I didn't think about it in those terms, that the only thing that would make him a Raven would be is if he had nowhere else to go. And the, the Ravens got him on a discount and said, see, kid, it's forty eight million a year and it's four years and it's one hundred and eighteen million or whatever the number is, whatever, wherever they are. And it's not like he'd be a pauper. It's not like it would be out of line with Josh Allen or some of those other people. I think the Ravens would put it there. And no problem, because they beat the union doing that. And Steve beats the union doing that. And I think that there's levels of this that go on that even the smartest guys like you and me or take put Peter King or anybody else in there, that we really didn't tea leave this out as the political play it would become in the first two hours, where every media bunkie that's connected to wherever – to whomever in whatever organization had a source that said my team's out. <laughs> I mean, it was astonishing, man. It really was. Yeah. And, but again, is that truthful? And it comes back to all it takes is one team. Now, how many teams have the cap space to structure a deal in a manner in which the Ravens would say, we're not matching that, whether it's fully guaranteed or whether it would be a case of, okay, it's not fully guaranteed, but it's structured in a way in which the Ravens would have to make however many player cuts to to fit this under the salary cap. And you look at a team like Atlanta, although the Falcons were one of the first teams that you know, leaked out to local reporters that they were out. And I actually uh, was even talking to someone uh, recently you know, about the combine. There, there was some conflicting information there, even as far as the Falcons' interest. So well, uh, it like wasn't Falcons, just... you say, does he make them better? Okay, $50 million. He makes everyone better. I mean... And if they like this kid, they have even a little bit on the cheap, then... And I mean, if they I sneak guess. again, Mr. Blank can go into the draft and, you know, draft a, you know, where because they all think the owners think differently. The fans want to win yesterday. The players want to win now. The owners, Steve's winning by breathing. You know, I, I mean, they say just gave him six hundred million dollars. His franchise is worth five billion. Whenever they figure out this Snyder thing and kick his ass out in three weeks, <laughs> you know, like this, this train, the train rolls on. Quote the great Gary Rossington and uh, Leonard Skinner: "Train rolls on," you know, and 
that's where I that's why I'm trying to think like Bashadi in regard to Lamar. Like we love Lamar at our price in the same way that Ozzy loved every player at his price since they overpaid John Ogden on day one. Right. 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 And I mean, you mentioned some of the hurt feelings and all of that. I mean, we forget in this town how sour the Ravens relationship was with Ray Lewis at a couple different points. Go back to 2005 with the hamstring. And I mean, he was nowhere to be found the second half of the season. I mean, I remember that as being a 22 year old fan who wasn't paying nearly as close attention as uh, I remember that as a 37 year old reporter. Uh, But, but my point is at that point, Ray Lewis's future with the Ravens was very much not looking healthy. Let's say whether a trade was going to be imminent or whether a departure was imminent, it certainly wasn't looking healthy. And my goodness, and the conversation you recently played on our airwaves of talking to him uh, in 2009 uh, as he was getting ready to become a free agent. I mean, he became a free agent. I mean, we're talking about Lamar Jackson now having the opportunity, uh, regardless of how it goes, regardless of how many teams ultimately talk to him uh, of talking, the Ravens still have some protection there. Ray was an unrestricted free agent. Now, much different point in his career, different position, different value. We understand all that. But the point is, they still came back together and there was still kumbaya over the last few years with Ray Lewis, so to speak. So anytime you're talking about these, fran- especially these franchise tag situations, they can get very contentious. They can get very ugly and then they're not anymore. Whether it's the team caving or a player finding out the value is not there. Typically an, an agent is very helpful in learning that. And that's what's, why I said all along, even with the notion of trading Lamar Jackson, even if the Ravens had made up their mind that we want to move on from Lamar Jackson. So I said to you over and over, that's not a guarantee to happen because of the challenge of no agent and other teams wanting to talk to Lamar and other teams potentially running into the same problems the Ravens have had uh, with negotiating. And again, this comes back to, I want to be clear because I've said for a while now, I, this is not a case where the Ravens are at fault or Lamar Jackson is even at fault at the end of the day. Both of these sides are coming from a very fair position. Lamar Jackson looks at Deshaun Watson, and whether you want to say it's an outlier or not, it is a reality, right? That contract exists. You know, It's not pretend. You can say the Browns are idiots, but they're still one of 32 teams. They're still one of 32 ownership groups. Oh, and by the uh, way, they can afford it. Let's start. And, I, I and just always can, want to sure. throw that in when it comes that's to billionaires. Part, right. And that's part of it. And, and that's part of this conversation. And, and that's where I, I think it's going to be very difficult for the union to cry collusion and actually have a case to prove it because of that simple fact of escrow and being have, needing to be cash, cash rich. So, but the point is, Lamar has a very fair argument to make that he deserves at least that much. And if you're the Ravens, you're saying, well, if one ownership group to, you know, wants to <laughs> jump off a cliff, that doesn't mean the other 31 owners are obligated to do that from their position. And they would say all the quarterback deals that have occurred since Deshaun Watson, even if they're not players of the caliber of Lamar Jackson, have not been fully guaranteed. So what's the outlier and what's the the new standard you know that, that's the argument that they've gone back and forth on uh to to some degree or another so i mean it really does become now a, a case of waiting at least for a short period of time i think what's difficult about this with the ravens and uh, why it still was surprising to me that they went the non-exclusive route is you've now invited lamar to just wait 
and wait and wait some more. And he's under no obligation to sign the franchise tag. Uh, I mean, that's let's that, talk. Can we, was only- I, I want to hear because you were shocked. A lot of people shocked at at. I was at surprised. I wasn't. I wasn't shocked, but I was but the, surprised. The, the issue that that I guess we didn't think or talk enough about, and we did, which is their cap position, right? Which yeah. is where you tag him affects cutting two players, three players. Like, like, give me your inside school on that because you've thought more about that than I have, quite frankly. Well, it comes down to this. I mean, the non-exclusive tag is $32.4 million. It now puts the Ravens roughly where they stand right now before making any cuts or contract restructures, which they can always do that. There's a number of guys you can do that with, from Marlon Humphrey to Mark Andrews to even Ronnie Stanley, even though I would be reluctant to try to touch Ronnie Stanley's contract at this point just because of his history. Well, the but only way you can move big money are, around is to affect big money. I mean, literally, right? right? But there a are a number of there are a number of ways for them to create what at this point they're a little over nine million dollars above the salary cap. Now they don't need to be in compliance until the fifteenth, the start of the new league year. So they have, you know, uh, from the time they place the tag on Lamar, eight days roughly to get compliant. So now, what you're saying is there going to be some text this week from WNST and there could Baltimore Ford, yeah. could be could be. I mean, we're not going to send out a text on a, re- a contract restructure. You know, we typically don't do that. So there could be a number of restructures, and they could do it that way. It could be something uh, as, I don't know if I'd say drastic, because I think people have seen this coming, but you know, a release of a Chuck Clark, uh, that would save uh, you know, about close to $3.5 million. Uh, so you, know, you, you have things you can do of that nature. I mean, Calais Campbell, you know, uh, Eric DaCosta was asked about him in Indy, and he was noncommittal in the general sense that he is about any players who are up there in age and up there in you know, cap number-wise. So you know, they definitely have some work and maneuverability uh, that that's going to go on here uh, in the coming days leading up to the start. Yeah, Clay said he's coming back. But, they haven't said he's coming back, right? Right, right. But keep in right. mind, this isn't as simple as you create nine million dollars in space and then you're good. That's as you're currently constructed. That's without tendering any exclusive rights guys and restricted free agents. I mean, Tyler Huntley's a restricted free agent, for example. I would think you want to bring him back as your backup quarterback unless you're planning on drafting one, which, uh, of course, that gets into you know the discu- the big picture discussion about Lamar's future. Uh, but- by the way, I had somebody on Facebook, and, and it's hilarious to me. Like, it's, it's way more entertaining than my radio show ever was. Um, I went on and saw that somebody was sharing Harbaugh's quotes about Tyler Huntley, about how much he loves Tyler Huntley. Like, and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a day to dream, isn't it? You know. I mean, I'm sure he likes Tyler Huntley. That, that doesn't mean he, that he's going to be their starting quarterback. Uh, I mean, that that's why one thing I do have to laugh about and, and you and I have argued about Lamar and elements of, you know, things that you've said that I push back on and vice versa, but one thing that has just been laughable to me is to see people used the Ravens record when Lamar hasn't been on the field as some kind of ammunition that they can't bear to. It's like breaking news. Teams are worse when their starting quarterbacks aren't on the field. Like, I mean, is what, what is that supposed to tell me? I mean, it's just, it, it's bizarre to me. Uh, but the point that I always made about that was the fact there, that there are so many games that the Ravens have played the last two years without Lamar Jackson is much more problematic than what the record has been without Lamar Jackson. Anyway, I digress on that. But but the point I was making about the cap is you need nine, basically you need to make moves that are worth $9 million, just over $9 million in cap savings to get compliant. But you know, that's not even considering 
Are, are you going to try to bring back Marcus Peters? Are you going to try to bring back some restricted free agents? Are you going to try to re-sign uh, some other guys? So the point is they they still have a lot of work to do. Now, the, the exclusive tag number, which is $32.4 million compared to the exclusive, which has not been set yet. That is not set for uh, several more weeks, uh, so they wouldn't have it wouldn't have counted this much, but was projected to be somewhere in the neighborhood of forty five million dollars. They would have had to have accounted for that eventually. So things become that much more problematic uh, from a cap standpoint. But one point that I made, and I even mentioned this in my latest twelve Ravens thoughts before the deadline earlier this week at BaltimorePositive.com, was if you're in fact moving on from Lamar Jackson. And again, I'm of the thought now I'm less convinced that that's going to happen because of where we are now and because of what we're already seeing from teams. Although, again, it takes one one team with the you know the the, the determination that they're going to step out of their comfort zone, so to speak, with fully guaranteed money. But I think with with me, it was always if you are thinking of moving on from Lamar Jackson, then you know. Why are you going to worry about keeping Calais Campbell then? I mean, you know, it's you're not a Super Bowl team or you're not fancying yourself as a Super Bowl contender anymore, at least for the coming year, you know, unless till you draft your replacement or find your replacement. So, you know, I, I think the point is at the end of the day, I didn't think the Ravens would take the risk to be in a position where a team could sign him to an offer sheet that you would, I don't want to say wouldn't be able to match, but would not want to match because of how how much it would compromise your cap and your roster uh, and understanding that if they didn't match it, they would only get two first round picks. But I think the fact that they use the non-exclusive is a sign of reflection of their confidence in the market that there is not going to be another team out there that offers Lamar Jackson a deal that they're not willing to match. So that's why I, I am more of the thought that, uh, I'm more inclined to think that Lamar Jackson's going to remain a Baltimore Raven rather than I never thought he was gone. You know, I, I, I've never felt as strongly about it as you that they were going to trade him. But uh, for me, if you give him the exclusive tag, then 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 both sides he, dig their heels in even deeper. And it was a case of, well, the Ravens can control where he's going to go. They can broker a deal with team X and understanding Lamar doesn't have an agent and all the, the, the challenges of that. But in this case, and this is why I was, was an advocate of this idea, at least, even if I wasn't convinced they were going to do it, you know, going back a couple months. But uh, the thought was, all right, Lamar, you want a fully guaranteed deal or you want more fully guaranteed money than we've offered. And, you know, we've tried to work on this. We've been at this for two plus years, but uh, a year now since the Watson deal go see what you can get. And, you know, it's the Ravens have done this with players before. They did it with Ray Lewis, as I mentioned. Uh, and it, for me, this method was a signal of trying to force some action, trying to get something done, uh, something that will force some movement from one side to the other. Okay, but let's, let's pretend, let's assume that there are at least going to be a couple teams interested in Lamar Jackson and the early indication on Tuesday afternoon aside and collusion talk aside, let's say there's at least a couple teams that are interested. Uh, let's say those teams aren't willing to give Lamar a fully guaranteed deal, but they are willing to give him a, an offer sheet that is superior to what the Ravens were offering. Lamar offers that. And then the Ravens are put to a, to a choice. 
do we going are we going to match this? It's not the Watson deal, but it is a little more total guaranteed money than we were offering. Hey, Lamar was right that his market was a little more than what we were saying, but we still think this is a reasonable deal for keeping our franchise quarterback who we won a lot of games with. We'll match it. And then if you do that, great. You've got a deal done. Well, everybody so saves face me, in that case to some degree. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's where I'm looking at this, and, and that's why I, I'm feeling a little more, uh, you know, a little more confident that Lamar Jackson's going to remain a Raven uh, after Tuesday. And look, that's not that's not a a 100% fully confident because I've I haven't been fully confident about any aspect of this. I mean, that's why we were talking about this a year ago, and. I was just wondering, and, and it felt off, and it felt like it shouldn't it shouldn't be this difficult if both sides want to continue their relationship, continue a marriage. Uh, so, you know, I, I think what's interesting here, what's going to be fascinating here is, and we haven't, you know, we didn't hear anything from Lamar Jackson on Tuesday. Uh, will we hear anything in terms of a statement or anything like that? Maybe the NFLPA putting out something on his behalf? Who knows? Uh, because we haven't heard from Lamar other than, tweets and Instagram posts since uh, a couple days before he hurt his knee against Denver back in early December. But I, I do think what's interesting here is the personal side to this, the, the side to this where the Ravens aren't just giving him the franchise tag, but they gave him the non-exclusive at $32.4 million. That Nestor, $32.4 million is well below what his He'll never come is. to BWI again until that gets fixed. So, well, well like, I'm seriously like, right. Like he's never going to play for $32 million. Well, and that, and that's what's, you know, and you mentioned collusion, you mentioned Colin Kaepernick, how much conviction does Lamar Jackson and you know, the union, but ultimately it's him, right? I mean, he's 26 years old. He's an adult. You know, he, he's the one who's made choices of representing himself and not having an agent. And yes, the NFLPA can advise him and they can try to, Get him uh, as much as they want to. They can try to get him to keep firm here and dig his heels into the ground. Uh, but you know, where's Lamar from a a personal standpoint here, uh, as it pertains to the Ravens and now getting the non-exclusive tag and understanding that's less money, and understanding that you know at least the early indications aren't a great sign that there's going going to be another team that's out there. Although again, the Browns came along late in the Watson process and. Changed everything about that. I mean, it'd been, you know, it was assumed Watson was going to go elsewhere. The, the Browns had been ruled out until they weren't anymore. Uh, so you never want to dismiss that. But assuming that doesn't happen, uh, does is Lamar willing to come back to the table with the Ravens and say, all right, let's talk? And whatever the Ravens were offering, assuming that's still the offer. And you know, I, I think from a standpoint of, you know, you, you don't want to embarrass the guy because – you have won a lot of games with him, and he has been your quarterback. Well, I and think that's a real question if, if you some... were to come back here with bad feelings and, you know, $47 million a year and, and not feeling yeah. good about it. That that And I, based on what we've seen from this kid, you know, show me the money and, like, all of that, I don't think he could come back here and play for less than he I, wanted what to What are play. you basing? I mean, because he – because he held up a sign, though. I mean, you know, what what has he I done just, that's been so off Well, I think not showing up I, in know, Cincinnati it, was a little weird. You know, just I think that's the way I he is negotiating. I, I mean, I, I, but I, but I already gave you an example of Ray Lewis doing that back in '05. I mean, he he wasn't around. What he tore his hamstring and then he was gone. And there were 
questions about how hurt he was and all of that. I mean, I, re- I remember Ray Lewis that. was Just already going to the Hall of Fame so, at that point, too. And so, then, and didn't have a statue yet in Miami, you know. So, uh, I know, but I don't, I don't, I don't understand why that's relevant. I um, think there's fragility. You know, my point because is because Ray came back be- and said, "My town, my town." I don't think Lamar's ever felt that way about here. You know what I mean? I think we're dealing with it's, it's, it's not apples and oranges. Okay. It's apples and pears, maybe. You know what I mean? But it's still two very different human beings. It's, it's two not very times, you know. And what and no, where Lamar my, is and getting his money right now and getting this is okay. His but if no one else is giving him the so if no one else is giving him the money, so he's just not going to take it from the Ravens. I mean, my my point is. And it's not to compare. My point is, if Ray Lewis can have those types of feelings and there to be an apparent fracture with a, a town where he has been entrenched for a longer period of time, as you mentioned, and, and things can end up being fine, I don't see why the Ravens you know, and Lamar Jackson can't be fine. But that was the question I was asking in terms of how willing is Lamar Jackson? You know, how far is he willing to go to you know, try to get what he wants? But the reality is if he's out on the open market and no team is willing to give him what he wants, fully acknowledging there's also two first round picks attached to this, then what's he going to do? I mean, is he going to sit out the season? Yeah, I mean, he could. Uh, theoretically, he could do that, but then he's right back to, uh, in the same place next year. So you know, that's where I just look at this thing and you know, I, I feel, uh, unlike you, I feel more confident now the, uh, about Lamar Jackson potentially uh, you know, staying and signing for what the Ravens have been offering. Uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I don't out disagree again. with you, by the way, sure. but I didn't have collusion and and I didn't have yeah. no one. And again, it goes back to and this is an honest assessment for me that having done this for thirty years, owners got to be on board with a quarterback that runs in the linebackers at the highest price. Gotten hurt in the GM, pocket each of the last two years because you keep you keep saying that, but he's gotten hurt in the pocket. I'm. Mean, uh, I hear you, but it's just well turning the team over to this style of offense and saying we're going to win a Super Bowl, and the owner is going to say, "Well, what have the Ravens done the last two years? The last two years he's been unavailable to play, and he's gotten mm-hmm. hurt, and and that's what uh, you know." And I, analytics aside, it's just the. He he gets hit. He runs the ball yeah. 200 times and needs to do that in order to be effective. And not everybody's going to like that. Not everybody's going to like that. Does he need to do that as much? Does he need to do that as much to be effective? Is he that accurate as a pocket passer? I think he's more accurate than you give him credit for. But this is also why. But accurate I... enough for me to turn my franchise over, put $50 million okay. in him, give two or three or more first round draft picks away. And are we in the next three years winning a Super Bowl here in Atlanta, Carolina, or or are we going to live with what we have, go into the draft, do it that way and say, when we find our Lamar Jackson, we'll give him $50 million. The Ravens found their Lamar Jackson and haven't, and now they've been given scorn on this. But to your point, the next couple of weeks, if nobody steps up, they would have still been the outlier that picked him last in the first round, turned the whole thing over to him, had it be successful, all kept their jobs, right? But right. this is a unique place in that way. It really, really is. And you know this. You go to these combines. You see one guy one year with the Jets thing on. The next year, he's Saints. These guys move around, and they're all afraid of getting fired. And they're all yeah. afraid of risk. It's risk management for all of them. I keep my job if I have my four-string quarterback around here, you know, for the next two years, maybe, because that's how they're all thinking. John and Eric don't think that way. Mike Domlin, but 
a lot of these guys do, man. Well, but but the one thing I will say, I'll go back to this. Signing a player of this caliber and this price range, whatever it's ultimately going to be, whether it's what the Ravens have been offering and he ultimately signs for that, or whether there is that team, that's an ownership decision. I mean, I mean let's be clear. I, I know we, and especially in this town, we're sensitive to that because of Peter Angelos and meddling and, and all of that. Ownership, when you're talking about that kind of a ticket, you know, th- this isn't signing someone for $10 million a year. This is a 200 to 300 potentially plus million dollar investment that you're making uh, in a player. That's an ownership decision. I mean, in the same way that do we want to turn our franchise over to Lamar Jackson? That that's really the question for another team. Right. And and that's where a couple minutes ago I was confused. I thought you were talking about that from the Ravens perspective, another team. I mean, well, and that's the thing. See what you're just saying there, that, doesn't that poke holes in the collusion thing then? Do uh, I, I mean, have other because options? Because you're making it, you know. You know, if I'm in Atlanta or what, what are my other options other than giving away and, a draft and that's the other thing million too. to a guy that runs in the linebackers we're going to have to change everything? You, you know, is my coach comfortable with that? Is our, Are we built for that? Is our, you know, where are we? Where's our meeting room when he comes in as the anointed one and we give him all this money? You know, he didn't even he didn't even show up for his teammates in Cincinnati. Like, I can just hear a billionaire saying, "We got other options." I mean, it's not we're not that desperate. We're desperate, but we're not. I mean, we we won five games last year. We might win seven, next, but we're not desperate. And well, I felt because... the desperation of the 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 Deshaun Watson thing last year. Everybody felt the desperation of those franchises. I do wonder what's changed in eleven months in in well, regard to that. Right, and that's I mean, what you just said. I mean. Owners who have that kind of mindset and look, I've 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 spelled out reasons why I'd be very reluctant to give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed deal. I think that's fair, but owners with that kind of mindset that you just laid out, and I don't think you're wrong. You you look at the track record and then you start to see why some of these guys have won nothing and they don't get it and they make lousy decisions and they're not a model organization. So well, the Seahawks I mean, made a decision to go with Geno Smith last year. He played so well, they actually had to pay him. They're happy to pay him when he plays well. They're happy to, you know, yeah. I mean, you play in January, they're happy to pay you. No matter, you know, like, that's sure. that's where it is. Uh, Luke, we're going to talk a lot about sure. this. Uh, I, we're going to have to Maryland Craft. Oh, yeah, it's not over. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're not done. Uh, it's all brought to you by the Maryland Lottery and their 50th anniversary. I got these really cool instant lottery scratch I got a bunch of them. Looking forward to giving them out to our listeners, our friends, out on the Maryland Crab Cake Tour, including uh, our friends at Goodwill and uh, in Window Nation as well. 866-90-NATION. You buy two, you get two free. Uh, 24 months, 0% financing through the end of the month. Make sure you're taking care of that. And, of course, uh, Dennis is with us on Thursdays. Uh, the Coons Ford WNST Tech Service. Luke's got his fingers on the button. And, you know... It's a soap opera now. It's on. Tag, tag, and tag away. We'll have free agency next week. Luke's on the job. Find him at Baltimore Luke. Luke at WNST.net. All complaints to him. All praise to me. Uh, I'm nasty at WNST.net or Ness at BaltimorePositive.com. We are WNST.net AM 1570. Towson, Baltimore. We never stop talking. Lamar Jackson. BaltimorePositive.com. Stay with us.